Welcome to Stratagems, a podcast where we talk about Stratacorporation issues in British Columbia. My name's Barry Burko, and I'll be your host. To today's podcast, today we have Bob Lorman from Loris Web Applications. Welcome, Bob. Uh, thanks, Barry. Uh, nice to have you. Um, this is following up on a on a blog that I wrote, uh, which actually was sparked by um, someone writing to Tony Giovantu from Choa in the Times Colonist about asynchronous meetings. I think the the post there was something like, uh, you know, Tony, help us. Our council members are flung far and wide all over the world, and we can't get them together to conduct the Strata Corporation's business. And then Tony replied with what you may or may not need to do or want to do. Uh, with respect to holding uh, asynchronous asynchronous meetings, and uh, I think you saw that post as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was an interesting post because I've sort of been at this for a while, and and there's as technology evolved, there were some issues with the the Strata Act as to whether um, uh, Strata councils could make decisions um, through email and, and that type of thing. So it's it's interesting that the the problem has. Uh, has not gone away, but technology has evolved, and that was one of the things that 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 I was looking at with Loris is how do you how do you get around the problems of email decision making and and bring it into a more formalized process? Yeah, and I, and so just to give our listeners a bit of background, so you and when I owned Summit Strata Management, um, you and I started talking about this. You had this idea, and I and I said. What, this is amazing. Um, if you get this thing to to the point where, you know, it would be easy to use, uh, I think this is a winner. And so you and I started sort of, well, I wouldn't say, again, maybe a little bit collaborating. I was pointing yeah. out some things I'd like to see and, and it morphed into, you know, version one, two, three, all the way up to wherever you are now. Um, because one of the things that strata managers and councils alike are, are, I suppose having very much trouble with is the amount of email back and forth. It's become the way to communicate instead of picking up the phone. And based on those comments and and um, you know our relationship, you you started to incorporate some of that into your coding and change the way your program works. Um, so why don't you? Which I thought was simply amazing, and some of our strata corporations using your earlier versions, you know, even though they had some, your earlier versions were weren't as polished as they, you know, your final version now or your version now, they were they were hooked. They said this is the way to do it, and and the benefit was that strata managers didn't have to, uh, you know, be part of that email conversation, which is which is completely a waste of time. But why don't you give us um, a thumbnail sketch of what I think happens to be the only software out there that will have a virtual meeting that will meet the needs of strata corporations. And I'll go into the technical stuff afterward about what they need. But why don't you give us, you know, sure. an overall version of or a thumbnail of of the program? Oh, okay. Thanks, Barry. There, there's there's really um, four components to Loris and and the the main one and the, the one that we focused on to begin with was was a way to have meetings, um, not just online meetings, but um, one of the problems with any kind of meeting you have is trying to get everybody um, at the same time, um, not necessarily the same place, because of course you can have uh, uh, you know conference calls and, and, and uh, online meetings and stuff like that, but you still need to have everybody with that time available. 
And um, so, sorry, let me just interrupt for a sec. So, because my listeners are probably going to be hearing a bunch of different terms and things, and I want to make sure they they're really clear. So, when you say online meetings, what you're I think what you're saying is is a video, a web video meeting. Yeah, things yeah. like WebEx, Go to Meetings, Adobe Connect, th- those kind yeah. of things. People could be anywhere in the world as long as they have an internet connection, but they all have to be together at the same time right, and right. and so with when you have uh, uh, volunteer boards like you do with strata corporations um, these meetings usually end up being evenings and weekends or, or whatever and but people have busy lives they've got to you know they're taking their kids to uh, soccer practice and 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 uh, that type of thing so that that was one of the challenges I was looking at is, is within particularly within strata corporations a strata is, is is a form of government you're you're paying your monthly strata fees so the decisions made by council are really important, and not only um, a government, it's uh, it's a corporation. I mean, these people, the Strata Council, is charged with, you know, handling uh, what could be, uh, you know, a million or more dollar per annum mm-hmm. budget. So it's it's yeah. not a trifle. It's not something that's to, to trifle with. That's for sure. No, exactly. And so then, what happens when you when you're in a strata? Half the, uh, most of the time, the people that end up on the strata council are the people that have the time, not necessarily the best people that should be on that council. So that was one of the things that I was taking a look at. How can you um, have these councils have meetings and and move from the the synchronous model of where everybody has to be available at the same time to uh, an asynchronous model. An asynchronous model would be things like blog posts and and or email or that type of thing. And and so that's where I really started from was was um, a, an email slash blog post. Can't is there a way of having a meeting in that context? And um, you have to have a certain structure to meetings. And, and Robert's rules. Is um, is you know one of the most common uh, structures uh, f- um, for for conducting meetings. So I got in touch with some parliamentarians that are that are you know experts on Robert's rules, and I said, yeah, how do you do this uh, it, with an asynchronous type meeting and online? And there is nothing out there. We we what we did is we we took a look at the various Robert's rules and said, okay, now how can we apply them the the spirit of Robert's rules to to an online meeting? Uh, context. So what we were trying to do was build in the structure of a meeting, because um, as as you probably well know, and anybody who sat in meetings is is it's really easy for meetings to go off track. Somebody goes on a rant in one direction or whatever. Or you have people that that have a tendency to take over meetings. You've got other people that maybe they're kind of shy or they're quiet and they they never really get a chance to speak up. And particularly when you're doing online meetings or video meetings, conference calls, that type of thing, it's really incumbent upon the chair to make sure everybody gets a chance to, to speak. It, it's, it's hard enough when everyone's sitting around the table, but at least around the table, you're, you're putting your hand up and you're trying to get the attention of the chair. And, and anybody who's ever done any online meetings, it's, um, you know, you have to put everybody on mute. And some of the, applica- some of the programs do allow you to put a hand, hand up, but then it's, it's really up to the chair to... Um, to conduct the meeting properly. But so wait, we were wait, hang, hang on for a second. Let me drop. But that web meeting would be a synchronous council meeting. That yeah, would be the asynchronous council meeting. Yeah, it's it's so, still synchronous in the in the way that only one person can speak at a time. But but all are present at the same yeah. time. What your yeah. program does, and the the you know the very exciting thing that it does is it allows meetings to happen at people's own times. In other words. 
they contribute when they have time by going uh, to a meeting that someone would have started, a virtual meeting that you, on your program. Um, uh, someone would have posted a motion, as I recall. Uh, there's discussion, written discussion, when that council member has a chance, then people can reply to that. So people have their uh, their discussion, their written discussion, much like they would have had by sending emails back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's all contained within this virtual meeting, this one meeting. And, and of course, there's unlimited numbers of meetings the group can set up. But within this one meeting, all that email or that written dialogue, that written discussion is captured in that meeting, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So speak uh, to that because that – and then we'll go on to other features. But that okay. is, you know, in my view, absolutely critical because it closes down the email yeah. uh, traffic. Okay. There's a, there's a bunch of issues there. One, one thing as you were talking there that probably the listeners might not be aware of, this is a meeting that could go on for three or four days. And this is why the scheduling doesn't become important. Normally when you're going to have a, a synchronous meeting, you're saying, okay, we're going to meet Tuesday night between seven and nine. And everybody has to block that, be able to have that two hours available. Uh, with a Loris meeting, you say, okay, we're going to have the meeting. It's going to start Monday morning and it'll go till Wednesday at nine o'clock or something. Yeah, so, that's a wonderful uh, point to make because it allows people the time uh, yeah. to get uh, um, you know involved in it. They, so, so, and so they, there's this um, uh, swath of time that the, that the meeting is is open, and because it's on the internet, you can be anywhere. Um, uh, you could be sitting in an airport waiting for uh, your flight, and, and as long as you've got an internet connection, you can be making your comments. Every time someone makes a comment, um, it's emailed out to everybody. So it's it's captured within the Dolores application, but it's also emailed out to everybody. So um, let's take you're sitting at that airport waiting for a plane, an email comes in and, and, and I say, oh, Barry Burko's made a, a comment on, on one of the agenda items. And so I can just um, uh, hit the button and go into the application and reply to, to um, your comment at that time. Um, or I could sit and, and also, wait. And also, once you're, because you get that email, correct me if I'm wrong, but because you get that email notification that gives you the link to that meeting so it's one touch if you're on a, if you're on a on a phone or whatever yep. it's one click if you're on a computer takes you right into that meeting right into that discussion uh, and you can read the threads and you can poke around and see what other people have said right is that yeah correct yeah. and 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 the way it's it's structured is is you you have an agenda item and then you you make comments to that agenda item and then there are replies to the comments mm-hmm. and just like in in a blog posts, the way comments are done, they're all kept together. Mm-hmm. So the difference, is, so another part of what you were talking about is one of the problems with email threads is uh, they get sent out and it's uh, uh, some people hit the reply all, which is fine. So then everybody's hearing, everyone's getting that reply all. Sometimes somebody forgets to hit the reply all and, and just replies to the person that sent it. And so then you get these, these gaps uh, in the, the email thread. And then there's people, let's go back to the... the you know, there's person. one other thing, if I can just jump in. It's something I've written about in a blog, and I call it the contaminated email thread. Someone will, you know, hit reply all, but change the topic that's in the subject line. Mm, yeah, well, yeah. 
yeah, there's there's so many ways to break the thread. And, exactly. and and the other frustrating thing is going back to that 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 guy waiting for his flight at the at the airport um, gets on his flight, and by you know it's a five hour flight, and by the time he gets to the other end, there's been two or three other emails in there, and now he's hitting the the wanting to respond, and all of a sudden it's out of it's out of um, sequence. Yes. And and so uh, and anybody who's tried to read email threads and then trying to find oh somebody said something somewhere and these email threads can be 20 30 um, uh, comments long so that's what we were trying to do is capture everything put it into a, uh, when you go into the application that's in a format that's really easy to read it also has a, a keyword search capability and so what happens is any meetings or discussions that you have within the Loris um, application is all captured in a in a database and so you might you you might be in a meeting today, a Lawrence meeting today, and you say, "Hey, just, just a minute, weren't we talking about some landscape contractor six months ago? I can't remember." And and so you can just do a keyword search, and it'll pop up and show you any anywhere where that was in the conversation. So, so what you're talking about is, you know, after these strata corporations or a strata corporation has had sort of many Loros meetings uh, and someone wants to quickly, a council member wants to quickly go and research what discussion may have had, they've had rather about landscaping. They hit the, uh, they, they, they type landscaping or whatever the keywords into the search and it would bring up all the discussions where landscaping was discussed in Loros. Exactly. And so, yeah. so the more you use it, that actually becomes more valuable. The other thing too. So, so let me, let me, let me just, sorry, let me just, let me just keep you on track if I could, because I know you've yeah. got, I know you want. Well, yeah, I, I can go way off. Track. Well, and sure. and you know what? Maybe this is a two-parter because this, you know, as I as I worked with you for those years, um, I was hoping this was going to solve my email dilemma, and and it did uh, for many of my strata corporations. But let me keep you inside that one meeting that we started. Okay. So there's the meeting, there's the discussion. Uh, someone posts a motion because uh, there needs mm -hmm. to be something to be discussed. Um, so after people have had their, you know, their online uh, discussion, um, does someone call for the vote, or is it uh, automatically called? How, how does that work? Yeah, well, what what happens is here once again the the, the chair has 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 control of the meeting, if you will. Um, anybody can put an agenda item onto the meeting, and with the agenda item, they they can attach a motion to it. And then, Sorry, so can the I motion, back up yet? Yeah. Who can call a Loros meeting? Is it any council member? No, the way we have it set up is 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 as admin, and we so that would be the chair, or the you chair. might have staff, or the strata uh, manager so, might. Yeah, want so that. the strata yes. manager would be staff, which is a non-voting uh, right. role. But um, and in most cases, I think with with strata uh, corporations, it's 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 the strata manager that's really putting the agenda together. And, right. And that type of thing. So they have, they can add agenda items, and anytime prior to the meeting starting, anybody could add an agenda item. Because I, I've seen that where somebody says, "Well, I, I want to talk about, you know, people not cleaning up after oh, their dogs." That's right. I've forgotten about that component. So you're starting this meeting, and part of the meeting is developing an agenda item, an agenda for it. So the members of the council get to say, "Okay, I want to talk about landscaping." I want to talk about um, exterior painting, and I want to talk about janitorial mm -hmm. and then at some point the agenda um, is developed and then the meeting starts with those agenda items mm -hmm. is that the way it works yeah yeah so so anybody say, say if you Barry you were the 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 um, um, the manager and you 
started it with the basic stuff. You got your financial and stuff, and I'm one of your board members, and I say, oh, I want to talk about um, garbage, you know, the garbage room or something like that. I can add that agenda item. if Since I own that technically the owner of that agenda item, I can add a motion to that. So either the administration or the person who created the agenda item can add a motion uh, to it. So once a motion is, is up is up there, and of course you 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 know you, you can ha you're having this discussion around around the motion, uh, but then it's very it follows Robert's rule. Someone has to move the motion, someone has to second the motion, and then once it's been moved and seconded, um, then the people can vote on on the motion. And there's two ways of doing it. Can I can uh, I yeah? can I jump in for a sec? So is mm -hmm. do people get to discuss the motion before it's moved and seconded? Um, yeah, here again, it, 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 um, the discussion is ongoing. And right. So, um, you know, so it, it might be a um, somebody might move the motion and second it, you know, almost right away. But usually what happens if you know your meeting's going till Wednesday or something like that, um, you you want to generate some discussion that's happening, but at any time somebody can move and, and second it. And then so let me jump in for a second. And again, sorry to interrupt you because no, for, for those keen, uh, you know, for those listeners of mine that know the strata property act, the bylaws and Robert's rules, you know, right away they're saying, well, wait a second, you actually can't talk about something unless there's a motion on the floor. And while that's entirely true, um, when you and I were working on this, uh, we thought that might be a hindrance because the motion might be, um, very vague and very uh, broad and would need to be refined through amendments. But the discussion of an item is very worthwhile because that's what's happening also in email uh, discussions. So mm -hmm. we have, if I remember correctly, the the ability for the council to have a discussion before the motion because they need to have that discussion anyway, whether it's before a motion, after a motion or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and once that discussion happens and it gets refined and it gets narrowed down, then someone, based on that um, that discussion, can put forward a motion that's more relevant to mm -hmm. where the council has had that discussion. Yeah, and here again, I think it's, um, you know, from our perspective, uh, from Loris and, and the development of it, um, we're trying to do the best that we can. We in in. Down the road, technology might change that, that will allow us to, to, to refine it further. But we're saying, yeah, you can create the motion at any time. No, um, I'm, I'm agreeing. It, Sorry, I'm it, agreeing. It best, but, but what I'm getting in best practices is people get to use Loris. The best thing is don't put the motion out right, right exactly. away. Exactly. We have some discussion and then put the motion out. Now, what we, what we do – I agree 100%, by the way. The, Oh, great. Okay. The, the, the thing about Loris as well is if the meeting is going to end at six o'clock on Wednesday night, for instance, and there's a motion out there, um, you also have to have uh, you have to figure out what your quorum is. And right now we do a quorum at 50 percent plus one. So unless you have a quorum participating in the in the motion, the motion is not valid. Right. So what what happens is. 24 hours before the meeting's going to end, which would be, say, Tuesday at 6 p.m., Loris automatically sends an email out to the group or the board 
and says, uh, you got a meeting ending in 24 hours. Um, here's a motion that not enough people have participated in. It's not going to be valid. And it actually names the people who haven't participated in it. Uh, so that, you know, then the, the, the strata manager or the chair or other people can say, hey, Barry, you haven't voted on that motion. Make sure you vote on that before the meeting ends because we want this, we want to move this forward. So there is this friendly reminder that comes out saying, hey, you do have a meeting ending. You've got this motion there. You better, you know, participate in it. And, and well, also and, importantly, but you know, you you may recall as well that some strata corporations have bylaws that say, you know, if a council member is not in attendance for three consecutive council meetings or the number that they choose, you know, they're automatically deemed to have been resigned. And really, that, those types of bylaws are meant to get. Um, um, people a council that's responsive and you know willing mm -hmm. to meet and having the time to meet and, and so you know you, this this concept of that you've put into Loris about um uh, you know the, the 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 motion didn't pass or what there wasn't a quorum enough for this motion to be being discussed and it's you know it's not going to be discussed and, and or voted on um but also keeping track of those that didn't attend is critical for some strata corporations so mm -hmm. another very important point of your of your of your program well in essence we're, we're assuming or that everyone's in attendance because you know they're everyone's getting the email so it's it's whether you're you know in a normal meeting you have to be sitting in the room or you don't know what the discussion is with with loris you're getting the emails no matter where you are you're you know exactly um, and uh, so that helps. The other thing uh, that I want to point out with, and, and this ties in with Robert's rules, is um, first of all, when you're voting, you don't get to see how anybody else votes. And sometimes the intimidation can happen in, in a board around the board table where everybody's putting their hand up and you're sitting there thinking, I, you know, I, I'm not. I, I'm not in favor of this, but you kind of get intimidated to, to, to go along with it. With Loris, you can't see how anybody else votes, and there's there's two ways of doing it. There's there's a switch in there that the um, that the chair can do. You can have what we call visible voting. Uh, you can turn visible voting on or off. And what visible voting means is once you vote you get to see the results of the vote, but you can't vote, you can't change your vote. If you have the visible voting turned off, what you do is you 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 participate in the vote, so you vote, you can see who else has participated, but you don't know how they voted. And then as the discussion evolves, you might say, hey, wait a minute, I didn't think of that, I actually wanna change my vote. So because the, the results of the vote are not known, are not published under Robert's rules. You're allowed to change your vote. So th this allows people, if you have this meeting that's going on for three or four days, and the discussion evolves, and at the right at the beginning, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm in favor of this motion, but then I, I'm reading the discussion, and I'm going, yeah, you know what? I'm, maybe so, I'm not in favor of the motion, and right. I can change my vote. So, so in the discussion, during in the voting discussion discussion stage, let's say you've clicked the yes to the motion, mm -hmm. but you continue to read the discussion. Uh, the meeting is not yet ended, and um, you're reading this discussion, and all of a sudden you've been convinced or swayed that well, wait a second, yes is not your your answer. You're saying you can go in and change your vote before the end of the meeting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very, very and good. you know, I've I've been in on lots of meetings, and Barry, you know, I was I was on municipal council, um, 
And you have to the, the, the when you have these synchronous meetings when everyone's sitting around a table you, and something comes up you have to vote you know you you have to um, um, participate at that time. There's been a number of times where I've gone home and I've thought about things and slept on it and thought, geez, you know maybe I I, I wish I had asked this or I wish I had done something different. And that was another thing that I liked about Laura says it is something comes out there, I don't have to act on it immediately. I can think about it or I can go and do some research. I'm not under pressure because in a normal meeting that's synchronous is you have one agenda item, you, you finish it, you move on to the next one, the next one, the next one. Uh, with Loris, there is no order. You don't have to follow the the the, um, the order of the agenda. You can jump all over because the meeting starts and you're more interested in the third agenda item than you are in the first two. So you can start making comments on the third agenda item. When you're in a, a regular meeting, a synchronous meeting, whether, whether it's online or face-to-face, um, you have to sit through those first two agenda items to get down to the one that, that you're really interested in. And so there's this random order for the agenda. It doesn't... Um, doesn't matter. And so the agenda items that, that need the most attention get the most attention. Whereas when you're in a synchronous meeting, um, what happens is you can spend, you, you have a tendency to spend too much time on, the, on the, the top agenda items and then you get down to some other ones and then you have to rush them through or defer them because you've run out of time. And with Loris, uh, that doesn't happen because if everybody's interested in the third, or the majority of people are interested in the third agenda item, that's what the conversation's going to be around. Yeah. Now, let me just say this, because there's a bunch of features, and I think we're probably going to have to do another podcast because we're already almost out of time, and I, and I want to keep talking about it because I think this is the solution to to uh, Strata Corporation uh, council meetings. Not all council meetings. I think there still needs to be either a real time, you know, mm, whether it's yeah. by, by, you know, in person or in person or by video or whatever, a combination. But for me, there's this, this constant need where council, council is discussing items that come up between meetings, particularly in the, in the buildings that we used to manage, the hotel, the condo hotels in Whistler. And mm. things can't wait and decisions need to be made. And, but I want to wrap up with a couple of key things that I, and I really, 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 really like about your program, um, and you know, and encourage all, uh, listeners to to you know reach out to us uh, for you know for more information. But one thing you said at the beginning, um, not at the beginning, but somewhere in your in your discussion about the 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 program was that uh, council members tend to be those that have time, not necessarily the best person, but those that have time. And I wrote that down because I thought, holy. Crow, this guy, I mean, you just nailed it. Strata corporations are plagued with uh, council members that have no business being on council. And I, and I don't mean to say that to, you know, to to make fun of council members or, or, or you know, all over the world. I'm just saying that if a person uh, was given a choice to have these asynchronous meetings and do the meeting uh, on their own time, maybe it's it's late at night, or maybe it's in the morning, or maybe he wakes up in the or she wakes up in the middle of the night and has the you know an epiphany, whatever. It, you you end up having a merit based or the best possible counsel for that particular strata corporation. To me, that's one of the key key uh, drivers of this software. You get a a counsel that's responsive, um, engaged, has some background, has some other. Um, education or uh, work experience that will bring a lot more to the table. And I'm not saying, for all those that are listening, that 
you know, just because you don't have some other work experience, you don't have anything to bring to the table. Everyone has something, something to bring to the table. Um, but that point, I just wanted to underscore because I thought it was so, uh, so, so, so good. And then the second thing that I think is, is so empowering about the program is this, is that you, you have this, um, ability to make better decisions and you've, you've already said it and you've, you've talked about it and I want to just underscore it more because often, uh, you know, this is my experience. Uh, at council meetings, uh, there'll be lots of discussion. The the chair's job is to narrow that, as you've said. Sometimes that chair is successful or not successful. Uh, they go on for hours and hours and hours if they're unsuccessful. But more to the point, uh, the council may make a decision only to meet next month and say, you know what, that was a bad decision. We want to redo it. This will this saves time. Your program saves time, makes for better decisions. Um, and the other thing I want to say is that let's say you put up someone puts up a council meeting in Laurels, and they have all this email discussion back and forth. And and for many of my councils, this is from my experience. My councils were engaged. They were writing lots. They were engaged. They were, you know, they were they had lots to bring to the table. Um, so they do their discussion, and perhaps they don't get to the vote. But when they get to their council meeting, they're prepared to make a vote with less discussion. Yeah, there's a couple things if I can just because um, I know we're running out of time is is yeah this is this isn't to replace meetings this is another tool in the toolbox um, and and you still should have some meetings and and as you just said you can use the lores to have a discussion leading up to the meeting so you don't have to people have already had a discussion before you even get together but the other thing I want to point out too is is we're in this mindset where we have these monthly meetings and and, and oh we'll save that to the next. Um, that agenda item to the next meeting. Well, with Loris, you can have a meeting anytime. You can have a meeting with one agenda item, and that's a mindset people aren't used to because you're thinking, well, we're not going to have a me- we're not going to call a meeting to talk about one thing. With Loris, it's so easy. You got one thing that you want to talk about, do it, and then you then what it's, it it helps the strata manager because now you don't have to wait for that next month before something happens. You can reach out to your your strata council and say, look, I need it'd be great if we could get a decision on this. Can we do this? And in three or four days, you can have the discussion. The other thing we haven't talked about, Barry, is is also because everything is captured when the meeting is over. The minutes are automatically generated. That's right. And so you have you you actually get two versions. You get the minutes, and then you get the entire transcript. Because what you want to put out to the rest of the the, the Strata Corporation isn't the entire transcript. Um, you want to put out the results of, of of the minutes, and so they come. You can just with one click of a button, you get a PDF of the minutes that then the Strata Manager can put up on the website, and you're done. And um, you don't and, have and to approve you, the minutes because there's nothing to approve. No sure. one was making notes. And, so and the other thing, too, is that you get the text version. So if it has to be formatted, it's not like it's locked in a PDF. Yeah. 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 Now, this is an RTF or a PDF. Exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, we're out of time. But I want to I just say we're going to have to circle back and do another one because this 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 you know, your program has so many features that is so great. Um, I'm a believer. And that's not because I, you know, I was part of that. I don't know what you want to call it, but helping you do this thing or giving you ideas, but uh, it truly is the answer in my view. Um, I'll give you the last word and then we'll we'll sign off, Bob. 
Okay. Well, I, actually, on that last word, I just want to say it, it, it's, it, it was great when I came to you and said, Barry, we've got this idea. And then we were able to work with you and your strata councils um, to make it even better. And this, it's the kind of thing where um, there, there's a quote from that movie, Social Network, uh, about Facebook, a question about, uh, um, I forget what it was. He said, software's never finished. And that's the way we look at this. The more people we have using our application, we want to get feedback. We want to continually make it better. It, it, it will never be finished. It'll always get better and Absolutely. better. Absolutely. All right. Well, look, we're out of time. Let's do another one. I want to thank you, Bob Lorman from uh, Loris Web Applications. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Great. Thanks, Barry. Thank you very much.